everybody, the wolf is in the house for the wolf's den. I got an awesome, awesome guest, all right? And, um, wow, she's a, a legend, certainly a legend, beautiful woman, and a uh, powerful woman at that. Um, so, ready? Her name is Sierra Lynch. Sierra, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Sierra's a professional, is it a humiliatrix? Or that, what is it? Explain, explain Yeah. Yeah, humiliatrix is probably the best way to describe me. Um, it's like a dominatrix, but a dominatrix typically uses like whips and chains and that sort of thing. Um, I use my words. Use and your I, tongue, right? Yeah, I verbally Which humiliate men. And by the way, the tongue is like when I fight, you know, when I'm everyone with when I fight, it's like the worst things are the words that are said, right? Someone hits you, it stings for a second, but the words can deep fucking wound, right. right? Yeah. So what, there's a couple of things here. So let me just give you, I'm going to read you the description they wrote for me, right? Okay. Because they prepare a little bio, right? Said Sierra Lynch is a legendary in the world of femdom, female domination, right? An innovator of financial domination, mm-hmm. right? Online fetish role play, regular top seller on clips for sale. Mm-hmm. So all you guys, clips for sale, right? Okay. <laughs> Today she runs a lucrative business exploring the bizarre kinks of men. God knows I know that, all right? Around the world through such unusual revenue streams as financial domination, mm-hmm. shopping for luxury goods with a client's credit card. Mm-hmm. Want to go through that one, okay? But this is the one that we have to start with. Her ignore line, <laughs> where men pay you by the minute to have their calls put her on hold by you. What the fuck is wrong with us? Rodney? I got Rodney at Rodney. What is wrong with us? That we would, why would someone, listen, I, I'm as, you know, you saw the movie, right? Which movie? The Wolf of Wall Street. I actually haven't. You haven't? Okay. Yeah, sorry. Also, so you know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not, I'm uh, I'm totally open. I'm not mm-hmm. like, you know, straight, plain vanilla person, right? Which yeah. I, I think all people are, and I think they just hide it, right? Mm-hmm. I would never fucking pay you to put the <laughs> fucking put me on hold. I mean, no offense. I don't get it. Explain to me the rationale of why someone would pay you to have you ignore them. Right. That's a weird one, huh? Yeah, it is. Um. So I think there's a couple different reasons. I think one of them is guys will call my ignore line because they're um, scared to talk to me. So it's kind of their way of just like dipping their toe in the water and maybe seeing what will happen. And I think others just get off on the humiliation of it. Like it's kind of similar to financial domination where they are just getting off on giving me money for no reason. So how does does a call you say hold on motherfucker and you put him on hold or you never even <laughs> they even hear you it's like this is Sierra Lynch okay the clock starts now I am not picking up your call you weak piece of shit what what, what happened? pretty much I I usually verify that they know they called my ignore line because sometimes because my ignore line is a little bit cheaper than my regular how much is they, it how much is the ignore um line? it's three dollars a minute okay yeah and then it's about like six or seven dollars a minute to actually talk to me so. If they're calling that, like sometimes guys like aren't paying attention and they're they're just calling the cheap line. So right. I'll verify. I was like, you know, you know, you called my ignore line, right? And if they say yes, I'll say, well, you're a fucking idiot now, aren't you? And then I'll put them on hold. <laughs> <laughs> and they and how long do they typically stay on hold? Um, sometimes it's real quick. Some other times, like I had one time, I a guy called my ignore line right before I went on a run, and he stayed on during my whole run, which was like an hour. So <laughs> really? you never know. It depends you, on the guy. Do you is when you do most so everything you do is online, right? You don't yeah. do it's like so you're not like a, a dominatrix sees people in person. It's physical interaction, not Correct. sex, but physical like whatever, right? Yeah. So this is just all online. Yep. Okay. I've always just been online. And is that a common thing now? Is that is that is that 
pretty typical these days or yeah it's when i first started there were not many girls um doing this it was from what i could tell it was like a small handful of women that were just online and i've been doing this a while and since then it's like exploded because a lot of women see it and i think it looks like easy money you know um which hey, i can't blame them um so there's the market's definitely exploded since uh since i first started um but there's still obviously like traditional dominatrixes i'm friends with a lot of them that actually have work out of dungeons and that sort of thing but um i don't know I've, I've just always been comfortable just sticking online and so that's what i do what's the most money you've ever made from any one client from any one client um like over uh, like a span of time yeah, or yeah, a yeah, day like, yeah, yeah no no like over like lifetime value of a client mm, that like, would... we have lifetime every business what's the lifetime value what's the lifetime value <laughs> what are your deviants <laughs> Um, let's see. That would be this year. I've had a client, um, and I haven't actually added up, but he was spending, um, he's been spending anywhere between 20 and 50,000 a month on me. Yeah. For what? Ridiculous. Can you explain? Explain. (laughs) What is he doing? So he has, okay, so he's into a lot of stuff. He is into erotic hypnosis videos. So he would buy like a series of custom videos from me. And he's very much into um, being emasculated, um, impotence training. So he likes to feel like his penis is very worthless. And so, like, he, I do these kind of hypnosis brainwashing kind of videos where I – and it's all just kind of erotic. It's just something for him to get off to. I don't – I'm not really trained in hypnosis. But the idea <laughs> is, like, you know, I'm, I'm – So I'm it's hip- not like it's really – it's more just erotic. It's not like – Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's being, quote-unquote, brainwashed or hypnotized into being – Impotent because I do know hypnosis. I train with NLP, and you, know, you really can't hypnotize someone into doing something they don't want to do. Right, so, right. And I guess so it's just to get off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just another okay. fetish. All right, and, and and so that's his. Is that like a big thing for the? I mean, like you know, it's his core thing. Yeah, he's really into that. He's really into being in chastity. Have you seen male chastity yeah, devices course, yeah. before? So he likes. That's being me. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it all. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. I've seen everything. Um. So he likes. If being... I haven't, Rodney certainly has. <laughs> haven't you, Rodney? My consultant over here. <laughs> <laughs> so he likes being locked up and that sort of thing. And so this whole year we've been kind of going through this, um, my own little personalized program of like keeping him locked up and away from women because he likes being denied, you know, feeling like he's not worthy of like having sex and that sort of thing. All right. Just a thought for one moment here. We got to hear from one of our sponsors here who helps us pay the bills. All right. Just hold on a second. All right, here's one of my favorite sponsors, Manscaped. Come on, guys, you know what I'm talking about when I tell you that if you use the wrong type of razor on the, you know where, the family jewels, your ball, so to speak, right? It can be a tough outcome. You got a road rash down there, you're cutting yourself, it's not the right type of shave, right? Manscaped has all these different products, not just razors, all these different men's healthcare products for grooming yourself below the belt. It's awesome. I use this stuff, all right? Especially now that I'm single, I really gotta use this stuff, right? But I wanna tell you, this stuff, it works, all right? It's just, it's, it's, it's actually makes you feel good, just so you know, by the way, the confidence of knowing that you're all cleaned up down there, safe as can be. I like also the lotions there, but all those other support products. Check it out. Let me take you to the website here right now. I want you to go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code WOLF. You get 20% off plus free shipping. All right, guys, I'm telling you, this stuff is a must. Take care of the family jewels, all right? Because one day you're going to be in a situation where some girl's going to 
pull your pants down. You say, ah, what the hell is the Enchanted Forest? And you're done. Don't risk that, okay? Go to manscaped.com, 20% off by entering the code WOLF, all right, plus free shipping. All right, the old reliable, my my favorite sponsors, bluechew.com, more important to me than ever now. These are like, you know, surefire, you know, rock hard, you know, erector set, like Empire State Building erections from Blue Chew. Guys, unlike the older stuff, you know, that we all know about that started this whole boom of erection medications, right? This stuff, Blue Chew, works in half the time. It's chewable. You can do it on a full stomach, all right? They have all different types of uh, products. They have the one for short acting. They have for the weekends. You have a three-day or two-and-a-half-day acting, right? You do a free consultation on the telephone. You get it? Because you're on the podcast. Free consultation. They will ship it to you, to your door, all right? Non-descript package. Not that I'm embarrassed about using Bluetooth. Why not? Everyone uses this stuff. Seriously, uh, people will either use it or lie about not using it because it's just awesome stuff. This stuff gives you an erection that is so rock hard. Literally, you teach someone a valuable lesson in a good way. All right. So again, better still. Because you're on the podcast, I want you to go to bluechew.com. Ready for the pricing? Free. Yeah. They can let you try it out for free. You just pay $5 in shipping and handling, I believe. Let me just make sure that's correct here. Okay. I want you to go to bluechew.com. Okay. You enter the promo code WOLF, $5 shipping and handling, free. Check it out, bluechew.com. Enter your promo code WOLF. Who is this typical, not him, who mm-hmm. is this, like, this sort of, is there a certain personality type or demographic? Is it like CEOs? Are they assholes? Are they rich people, poor people, everybody? Yeah, I get, it, the, I get that question a lot, and I get it, because um, I think there's this, like, there's this cliche out there that it is this high-powered CEO. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And from my experience, it's, there is no common thread. It's all walks of life. Rich, old, young, you know, like poor, uh, you know, different parts of the world, like all sorts of demographics. So there's no common thread that you, okay, I understand maybe not demographic, but is there a, a common thread like personality? Is there some, I mean, is it like, you think it's a wound or just some people are just kinky? Like, what do you think it is? Um, You know, it's, I've done a little bit of research on this and there's not much research on it. You know, there's no real clear explanation on why people develop kinks. Um, and it doesn't seem to correlate. Like, do you know who Dan Savage is? He's a sex advice columnist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He says something that's, I think is really astute, which is, you know, some people, um, have a spanking fetish because they were spanked as a kid. And some people have a spanking fetish because they were never spanked as a kid, you know? So it's, there's really, you can't really tell like what it comes from. Right. You know? Interesting. And do the people typically, like, is, is there, like, um, so when someone, how does it work? Someone calls you up, mm-hmm. like, they find you online, right? Yeah. And is it, like, they do a con- an initial consulting session, and you, I mean, what do you do? Like, you have a certain, what you take them through, like, a qualification <laughs> You're process? You're so professional. No. <laughs> um, typically, I just get right into it, um, and I ask them, like, what they're into. Um, I've been doing this long enough, like, a lot of people like kind of see what I do from the outside in and it seems like so random and bizarre. Um, but really these guys, like if they just tell me like a little bit of what they're into, like I can just kind of embellish off that because Mm -hmm. I found that like each fetish is like kind of a template. So 
for instance, if a guy calls me and he says, I'm a sissy, I know that means, you know, he likes to be emasculated. He probably likes having his small penis made fun of. He probably likes being locked up in chastity. He probably likes wearing women's clothing, like that sort of thing. So I can just, from one or two words, I can kind of go off of that and right. riff, basically. And how long does a typical session last? Um, usually on the phone or webcam, it's about 10 minutes. Is it both ways webcam? So you see him, he sees you or? It depends on if he wants to turn on the cam. I don't care either way. Um, but you know, a lot of guys are very shy. A lot of guys don't even want to like talk. Like they'll, like I'll have the webcam on and they just like type to me and they usually say it's cause they have a roommate or something or their <laughs> wife is in the other room, but I think they're usually just shy. Uh, did you Pamela, do your parents know about My this? My family know what I do? Yes. I, I was going to say, I was, like, I was actually like saying, hmm, I don't want to say anything to offend you. you no, know? no, that's fine. They know. You might emasculate me. But no, but did, no, does your family know about it? Yeah, yeah. I've been doing this. It would be very hard to hide it from them at this point. But yeah, they know what I do and they're they're cool with it. Um, what's, your, what's, your, um, what's your dad do? My dad is, he works in the uh, antique business. So okay. he, yeah, he has an antique store and he uh, liquidates estate sales. And your mom? Um, my mother, um, has an Etsy shop and so she works from home selling things on Etsy. So how did this get started? Was it like some evolution here? Did you just like one day wake up and say, you know what, I'm just going to dominate men. Or did, <laughs> did you like, you have a, a role model? It was like, is there someone who started, who was there a founder to this whole thing or was it you? I mean, how did the whole thing start? No, I, I definitely didn't start it. Um, I, but how I began was... It's a pretty interesting origin story. So I was an exchange student in Japan right. uh, my senior year of high school. So I was about 17. And um, I didn't know the language and none of my host family spoke English. So right. I was like really just put in there and like just full immersion. And they're kinky motherfucker. <laughs> Japanese, by the way, you know. So my son always says, you want Japanese midget anime porn, you know? Like, <laughs> Usually that's where people think I'm going with this, but it's not quite. So as you can imagine, like the first, I don't know, eight months out of my year, I was extremely lonely because I couldn't talk to anyone. So um, I was online a lot and I would just talk to my friends. I would talk to strangers. Um, and one day this guy started talking to me and anyone who's like a young, you know, fairly attractive female on the Internet knows you kind of attract a lot of perverted men and this happened to be one of them Lisa? Yeah, uh, <laughs> thumbs up for Lisa. okay yeah. and um yeah and so he had a fetish for getting peed on and he had a fetish for pantyhose and it just intrigued me at the time like it kind of grossed me out but it kind of intrigued me and I figured like well this is just online so there's no right. harm in talking right. to him and he was always trying to get me to meet him and I was like no I'm not gonna meet you this guy was like from New York by the way and um so I was like, no, I wasn't, you know, I was young, but I wasn't that dumb. And um, so eventually he was like, okay, I know you're not going to meet me, but I really think that your piss should be bottled and sold. And so I'm like, yeah, okay, buy it, you know. And, and I didn't think he was serious. Like, like I thought he was just like mm. talking. And um, we negotiated a price. And, and you I guys interested? <laughs> no, no, okay. Lying sacks of shit. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck. I can said, you can you look and see which one of them is uh, is like ready? For, is like do you have any tells on guys and stuff? Like if you look at them and say, <laughs> and say I make no assumptions. I don't it, okay, know. All right, just, wondering, just wondering, you know. But anyways, I sent this guy. Sissy. No, 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 no. I sent this guy a bottle of my urine, and he sent me back two hundred fifty dollars. And so I was like, wow, that's, that's a mean, pretty. I think it's a good business. I mean, for seventeen years old, I never had that much money before at once, you know, and so. 
yeah, that was just a light bulb moment for me. I was like, wow, if this guy finds me, like, what would happen if I went looking for guys like this? And yeah, it all just kind of snowballed from there. I started, I found a way online to sell like my used underwear and socks and that sort of thing. They had that on, um, what was that, the TV series? Um, boom, Orange is the New Black. Oh, did they do that on that show? Yes, they were selling their pants. The girls, the female prisoners <laughs> were selling their made it into I love a business. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it just started from there and then I started my phone lines and because I kind of came into the adult industry in this sort of niche fetishy way, mm-hmm. I didn't really get like typical like vanilla clients. I yeah. would usually get submissive men that mm-hmm. wanted me to talk down to them and that sort of thing. So Hold that crazy thought for a second here. We got to pay the bills here. We get support from one of our favorite sponsors here. Ooh. All right, let's talk about one of my favorite sponsors here who supports my podcast since the beginning oracle netsuite guys listen if you are in business for yourself or you're a cfo if you're not on top of your numbers your numbers are going to be on top of you and crushing you problem is this we all know this is important but there's all these different software programs one specializes in receivables another one specializes in you know crm system another one specializes in payables blah blah blah. you know and the the problem is they don't really integrate that well together here's the beauty oracle 50 billion dollar company owned by larry ellison one of the richest men in the world ultra cool guy he is devised with oracle netsuite this product that wraps up everything you can need to manage the numbers in your business into one cohesive package that's based on the cloud. NetSuite, everything is made by Oracle, so they talks to each other perfectly and gives you a huge benefit, both in efficiency, time, operations, just gives you everything you need to really maximize your profits. I want you to go to netsuite.com, all right, slash wolf, and they're going to give you a free guide, valuable insights into how to grow your business, seven actual strategies to grow your profits from a guy who's one of the richest men in the world. There we go again. It's netsuite.com slash wolf. That's netsuite.com slash wolf. Download your free guide of seven key strategies to grow your profits. All right, guys, one of my more somber readings here from a promote, you know, from, uh, one of my sponsors um, is um, betterhelp.com. Let me tell you something. You know, guys, I'm a big believer in mental health care. I see a shrink when I feel the need to, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever it might be, right? Sometimes, you know, you just need someone to talk to about your problems, to make sense of it all. If you're locked up inside your head all the time, you're feeling depression, anger, rage, insecurity, whatever it might be, you know, phobias, whatever, just whatever is, is not allowing you to live the life that you want, a life of happiness, you should speak to someone else about it. Problem is that often it's a pain in the ass, right? You got to go travel somewhere. You don't feel comfortable, you know, you know, waiting in the office. It's expensive. How do you know if they're the right person, right? Better help has taken all that stuff out of the equation. This is an online counseling service so you can go and do it all from the company of your own home on skype over the phone even by text I means many many ways to handle this right you get to choose your therapist if you don't like it you can exchange it for someone else because you're part of the wolf's den here you're gonna get 10 percent off for of your first month with the discount code wolf all right just enter wolf in there you get 10 percent off okay so why not get started today guys better help 
wolfpod.com slash wolf. You fill out the questionnaire. Listen, they have over thing is 3,000 licensed therapists in the U.S. Again, text, chat, phone, video. All right, this is really good. It's secure, it's convenient, professional, affordable. Check it out. Betterhelp.com. You will be glad you did. Do you think a lot of these um, people, do you think that like they're in normally in life, they have a partner and they're not like that and they're acting out of fancy, they can't act out with their partner and they, so you feel a sort of need, like a kink need and they're in a vanilla relationship or most of these people you think just completely mm-hmm. one way? Um, yeah, definitely the former happens a lot and, you know, it, it, it makes sense because, you know, in our society, men aren't supposed to be submissive so it's a bit of a taboo and so yeah a lot of guys um are in marriages and they're they they're ashamed of their kinks or they just they they feel like they can't you know maybe tell their partner and so yeah i give them a little bit of an outlet and then there's some guys that are like totally comfortable with who they are and just let their freak flag fly and that sort of thing (laughs) freak flag (laughs) yeah i like that and how about your personal life so so um do you have a boyfriend? Uh, no, not at the moment. Have you have you had a boyfriend while you were doing this? Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. obviously he was aware, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And what was his? Did he, I mean, I guess you know it's interesting because it's like the, the, and the twist in the whole thing is that it's all online. Yeah, it's all it's all like right. It's all in cyberspace. I wonder. What do you think about that, Brian? Like, I mean, I mean like the traditional dominatrix, right? Yeah. Like most, if you was, if you were a dominatrix, right? Mm. I'd be saying, wow, so you meet me. It just seems like what you're doing is very almost clinical in a way. Yeah. I wonder, like, you know, but then again, it's all about the psychology, right? Mm -hmm. Could you ever see yourself doing this stuff in person, like meeting with a man, interacting with them and touching them or no fucking way? Like, we'll gross you. Like, you know know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel like um, traditional, like, sex workers or dominatrixes, like, they almost, like, don't have that um, sort of natural, like, disgust reaction um to things which is a superpower for them it allows them to do their job um but i still have that like i yeah i just have no interest in doing in like in-person sessions so i think that any in-person dominatrix could probably cross over to do stuff online online right why but not not vice versa right is that they usually separate or or some they cross over oh there's a lot of crossover yeah i have a lot of friends that you know do in-person sessions and also online stuff it's very common for sure and what's the most what's the most common thing? Like, give me an example. What's, what's your like? Is there a common denominator like that? Most men are just like you know, like common fetish. Yeah. Oh, feet. Feet. Yeah, definitely. Oh, of course. I, I love feet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have, I have actually have a phobia against against fat ankles, cankles. <laughs> Something that, I don't know. It makes me scared. I don't know. I think maybe I was dropped. Just scream on my head. and run away. Yeah. <laughs> it's not enough Viagra in the world, basically. You know, once you show me those, I don't know. No, I'm not even proud of it. Just it's one of those weird things, you know. Yeah. What about you, Brian, Rodney. Ankles are one of them. So you're not in a relationship right now. Mm-mm. So, um. What do you think about the industry? I mean, is this like a huge growth industry? Like, where is it like, is it getting bigger and bigger every year? Or is it sort of like me? Yeah, it's really interesting time, I think, right now because the like the porn industry is suffering because of piracy and all these tube sites, right? And it's, it's these big companies like, you know, Brazzers or Bang Bros or stuff like that. They're not able to pay their performers very well because they're not making as much money. All their shit's getting pirated. Um, but with what I do, um, it's so niche. Like, if you want to get off on, you know, me 
calling you a loser and, you know, talking about how small your penis is and, you know, have my hair up in a ponytail or, you know, something really specific like that. You can't just go on a tube site and find that. So it's these this niche market is quite lucrative, especially compared to the the porn industry. And and I see a lot of like mainstream porn stars trying to cross over and making their own like clip stores and doing more fetish stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty big right now. And I'm really like I've been doing this more than a decade and it's been fascinating to kind of see that um like change um in both the mainstream and the the niche industry because this year um are you familiar with the abn awards yeah so um only last year did they actually start to kind of recognize um this uh this market and they added meaning online or humiliatrix so like what i mean is like typically their awards are things like you know best blowjob or you know best anal or stuff like that and only recently have they added like i think it's um best indie clip star and this year they just added favorite dom so they're just barely Mm, starting to recognize like and and you know giving awards for this so it's it's been fascinating to see this like change in the industry and and to see where it goes because i'm doing quite well but i'm always just like oh like you never know what's gonna happen like no one could have predicted that piracy would have like fucked up the porn industry and I had so, a, you know a friend of mine was actually really successful in porn in the eight in the 90s and he just got time fucked, for it but he got fucked now he's like you know he didn't cross over fast enough to the internet mm. and uh um and yeah he went out of business you know yeah Tough. yeah and you just never know like what's what's the next technology that's going to come up that's going to just totally change things all right, let's now cross over to the good stuff here, right? right? So let me ask you some questions about. So I, it's like it's really weird that something like sex and stuff is like considered taboo. I mean, really, it shouldn't be, right? You know, we're human beings; we mm-hmm. live once. Why shouldn't everyone get to enjoy what they want, right? Mm-hmm. But we still like we're kind of on the on the sort of the downslope of that Puritan attitude that was from the eighteen hundreds and nineteen. Right, and it's getting you know probably better now. But like, here's my issue with the whole thing. There's this thing I think it's called Pornhub, Brian. I haven't been there myself, right? But it's cool. <laughs> when I was a kid growing up, right? You know, you jerk off to Playboy. Mm-hmm. And you saw a girl, she was almost naked. If you were lucky, you got to see a bit of a vagina, right? Yeah. All right. And it was a big deal. And then I went to, and when I went to, I'll never forget when I went to college, uh, the, like I didn't, you know, I didn't know where a girl's clip was. How would you even know when you were my age? In other words, you you explored, you learned about this stuff, mm-hmm. sort of on the job and a lot of folklore. And if you're lucky, you had a good girlfriend who would teach you about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you kind of, you know, you went through those years, right? Where you had your first few years of sex, and you know, and then you became more and more active, and you know, your stuff unfolded naturally, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the sickest, and I want to say the sickest shit. The most extreme stuff is online. Right. For kids 13 years old, 10 years old, 15 years, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you could say, I want to see a dog fucking a donkey upside down on a trampoline with a fucking dental floss hanging from his tail, and they'll fucking have it there on some right. site. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. I, and it, I'm, it concerns me because I don't think it's good. I, I think it's almost like there's a bit too much, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's almost, it's like almost, um, I'm all for porn. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I, sure. th- I, th- I think there's something that is a bit of a danger. What do you think about that? Like that, there's almost it's so extreme now right. that like the the normal way of finding out about stuff is like the kids are seeing shit. Mm. I don't know. Do you think it's good or bad, or you think it just does it's irrelevant? Uh, no, I think it's relevant. I think you bring up a good point. I, I mean, it can't be that good for you know a 12 or 13 year old to just have unlimited access to anything that they could possibly want to find. I mean, um, a 16 year old. 
Um, I don't know. I don't the, know. I don't know. No. I was wondering, yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a parent or anything. So, um, but I, I, I think that not only is it important, obviously, for parents to talk about sex with their kids, I think they also have to have like a pornography talk as well. Right. Um, because porn isn't sex ed, but it's, I think it's being used as sex ed a lot. So I think it's important that like parents or adults that, you know, are, have some sort of influence under kids, like, you know, sit kids down and be like, look, this is like, this is a performance. Like, this is kind of like kabuki style sex. <laughs> like, this isn't something you should necessarily like emulate in your personal life. And, and that about porn addiction. Yeah. I mean, you see that with like the no fap movement and stuff like that. Are you familiar with that? No. Uh, so no fap meaning like don't masturbate. So there's a lot of guys that get addicted to porn and they feel like it's. Um, well, it's a happy medium, isn't there? <laughs> well, the, the, <laughs> well don't I'm getting fucking nervous here. You know, <laughs> remember the movie, Brian? You got to bump those at least three times a day. You got to bump those numbers up. No, but no <laughs> seriousness, though. I mean, I think it, there is. It's dangerous. Before, yeah. You know, well, right? they feel like it's it's it. They watch so much porn that it's ruining their um, interpersonal relationships, or they you know they don't they can't get erections just through normal sexual experiences. So the the no fap is like this idea of like not masturbating for a period of time to be um, to resensitize. Basically, what do you think about that? Um, I don't know. Like, I'm a woman, so <laughs> I don't think I have, I have any danger to that. Um, and I'm not really about, sure what I feel about addiction to porn. I'm not sure if that's the right word. What do you um, think the right word would be? I don't know. Um, I mean, definitely people will watch too much of it. But I, I have a hard time using addiction because I feel like addiction is something that, like, if you take whatever you're addicted to away, like, you know, you, you might die or something like that. Like, you can't really compare it to, like, alcohol addiction or hmm. heroin addiction. Um, well, typically, I think, I think what, like, an addiction is something you need more and more to get the same result. So I think enough, the, the yeah. parallel with porn would be, so maybe someone starts off watching a guy and a girl having sex, like, you know, on Showtime. Mm -hmm. Starts like soft porn, right? Right. Then they go onto the internet and they find some more extreme stuff. But then they, then to keep getting that same rush, mm -hmm. they start going to the more extreme and more extreme. I'm not even saying extreme is bad because I, I, I don't, it's, who am I to judge what's good sure. and what's bad sexually, right? But it gets to the point where, you know, um, they, they're watching things that would never really transpire in a loving relationship. Mm -hmm. And my, I'm not judging. I'm just asking you what you think. Does it, you think it poisons the a, a real healthy relationship with two people who are in love mm -hmm. when if, if a guy is watching insane, I don't mean, not, I, mean not, I don't want to use those words because they're bad words. They're yeah. labeling it. So watching extreme things that just would never really transpire in 99.9% in in .9 of relationships what do you think about that well you think it's just they just want yeah. his fantasy and that's a good outlet mm -hmm. and it could be cubbyholed or not what do you think um i don't think it's so much the extremity of what they're watching as how much they're watching it so yeah if if they're you know watching something that's quote-unquote extreme that's not necessarily bad as long as everyone's a consenting adult um but if they're watching something i mean even if they're just watching you know something very soft core but for eight hours a day obviously that's gonna like disrupt your relationship so do people really watch that much See, to, might be a bit of an exaggeration but i'm sure there are some wonder, people like for me listen uh, okay let's say if i did watch porn of course i don't right no but like you know you watch it and you jerk off and you come and that's it it's over right who would sit there for eight hours on this thing? that's what i it's, that's the the point of it like i don't think it would be that but maybe some people do i think some people do yeah i mean I, that might be a bit of an exaggeration but i mean i think it, it can be a problem but i mean at the end of the day if, if you're if you're going to your work if you're doing your job if you're you know um 
meeting your appointments and and giving your wife or your girlfriend everything she wants out of the relationship, then I don't, you know, whatever. That's probably the healthy side. What about the person who uses that in in lieu of a connect a real connection with someone. In other words, because they get, they're filling at least this physical need by watching porn, but then that stops them from going out and meeting someone. Or, or you think that, I mean, again, I'm not judging. I'm just asking you what you think because I, I, sure. I, I don't really know the answer, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on the individual and I, I would ask that person, like, are you happy? Like, is this, you know, is this what you, are you satisfied with this life? And if the answer is yes, then who the fuck are they harming you know but i imagine probably not a lot of people would be happy with that life did you ever have a client that you felt it went too far with where you stopped it um yes i uh i recently had a client who was really into um financial domination so he was really into just like paying me that was like what he got excited about more than anything and he had a bit of an do you understand? Explain financial domination. Well, no, I no, I understand, but can you explain the psychology of it? Because it seems fucking weird to me. Like it that, is weird, you know. Um. All right, I can break it down like this. So, pretty much any sort of like um, uh, BDSM comes down to power exchange, right? And what is money? It's power, right? Yeah. So. Energy, stored energy. Yeah, right, yeah. So I mean, it, I mean, money can mean a lot of things to a lot right. of people, but a lot of people say money is power. So well, you work, you work, you make money. You yeah. can spend that to live, or you store it in the bank, so it's like and to be yeah. expended. Right? Yeah. Or right. you could just give it to right. a woman that you yeah. think is powerful, yeah. and that's just kind of a way of surrendering to her. So that's what this guy's into, and he kind of has an addictive personality. Anyways, he's really into gambling and that sort of thing. And he would go on these spending binges um, with me where he would just like, I would send him pay requests, which were just these links that like linked to uh, a specific amount that he could pay me. And he would like, I'm not joking, he would beg me to send him these pay requests. So I would just be like on the couch, watching TV, on my phone, sending him pay requests, like how halfway paying he, attention. How much of the pay requests? So I don't mean to laugh, but it's would, fucking funny. There's a couple days where they added up to Was that you, Travis? No, it wasn't you, was it? Okay. All right. So there's a couple of days where they added up to like $16,000, like a crazy amount. And um which is cool, right? For you. Um, yeah, like for that. me. Yeah. Um but then when I realized it was going too far is he um he kind of opened up to me and he told me that he was on this medication that was making his impulsive urges like even worse. What medication was that? Um, well, he had Parkinson's apparently. Okay, L-Dopa? Oh, I'm not sure what the exact I medication th- was. but <laughs> maybe, I don't know. But once I heard he was so sick and he was taking this medication that was just kind of like making him yeah. very impulsive, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm, I'm taking advantage of a fucking like terminally right. ill person here. Right. Um, and I felt really terrible about it. But he loved it. Like, it, like, it was kind of a weird confliction because like I didn't want to like be this like evil like person just taking advantage of You don't of seem him. like you're an evil person at all. Oh, thanks. But then at the same time, it's like, he's a grown man. He has agency. This is what he likes to do. Um, so what I did Pay was... Me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was I, I, I made uh, an arrangement with him where we set a budget every month that he could spend on me. Like I figured out like how much he makes, what his expenses are, how that much did sort he of make? thing. Like, what was he like? Was he a rich person or no? He, he was pretty well off. Made about like seven or eight thousand a month um not bad and you know his expenses were pretty low and he didn't have much debt i i i I was really thinking like fuck he's probably in such bad debt right now 
Um, but we made an arrangement. We 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 set up a price, which was two thousand dollars a month. He was allowed to spend on me, but he's only allowed to spend it after he shows me um, a screenshot showing that he's put a certain amount of money towards his debt every month. So I have to get that screenshot, and then he's allowed to spend on me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. I sleep a little bit better so at night ethics. because no, of that. I get it. You yeah. have your line. You have your ethical line. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Um. And is that is that the only time it's ever happened? Leave other guys were used to. It? That was a unique situation because for the most part, I don't I have no fucking clue what's going on with these guys. They just they come to me when they're horny and they stop talking to me after they come. <laughs> you know, like I don't usually know much of anything about them. So this was. Yeah, this I love the fucking. Yeah, it's such a great outlook you have. I love it. <laughs> fucking come to me now and as soon as they come. That's what I was saying before. That was my point before with porn. Like as soon as you come, it's fucking. Up. Who's sitting there yeah. all day, right? Well, I'm not you're still, you're still only, only Rodney keeps watching after he comes. No one else does. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna come six times. How many times a day is it? Five or six, right? You sick bastard. <laughs> Fuck. Um. Wow. Okay. Let's move forward. Okay. I want to move on to the business aspect mm-hmm. of what you're doing. Sure. So, was there, is there ever been a time where you said, okay, wow, okay, this is a moneymaker, right? Mm. I want to scale this. Have you mm. tried to scale by placing ads and, and uh, is, there, is there a strategy you have? Um, I haven't really tried to do ads before. I did at one point, um, I had a business partner, a woman who does the same thing I do, and we thought like, well, okay, this is the adult industry, like surely... Um, we could just hire young, pretty girls to like do what we do and, and film videos of them and, and create our own website that way. Um, and we did that for a few years, and it was um, not very successful. And what was what was the website? Uh, it's called Team Tees. Okay. And what we learned was this is very different than the mainstream porn industry. The mainstream porn industry, yeah, like bring the next eighteen year old, and that's that's great. That's you know, turn them over. That's how you make money. Um, with this. Uh, the audience really appreciates experience. So it's like we would get these girls that wouldn't really know what they were doing and we'd coach them. Like we would like get them so they get the hang of it. But no, like, you mean on the verbal side? Yeah, exactly. So they look beautiful and everything like that. But then when we'd film them, it was like, yeah, they they didn't quite get the the verbal as well. And um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool um, uh, place in the adult industry because like you know most women kind of have a shelf life unfortunately but with this it's like guys like the more experience you have like the more they appreciate you so that's pretty cool there's one important thing we've left out at any girls call you no really no interesting girls don't have to pay for it (laughs) i mean anything a woman wants she can get for free (laughs) (laughs) who was saying that the other day if i was a cop chick i'd be a billionaire was was that you who was this <laughs> no, no, someone actually said it like he was hopping on this thought like fuck I find he's the richest guy in the fucking world I was on right? <laughs> you know, right? no I, I have I do have a woman who buys custom videos from me but they're for her boyfriend but she's the one who like contacts me and like cause she'll I think she kind of like surprises them with it and stuff like that they watch it together but it's definitely like his fetish she wouldn't be buying anything from me if it weren't for him What's what's the most common one what's the number one thing for fetishes? Yeah, for you. For, with your, what, you said feet, just they just say, I want to look at your feet, or they want to, like, what, be more specific. Oh, okay. So, like, if I do, like, a foot fetish video or, like, webcam, it's usually me, like, sticking my foot in the camera. And just, you know, sometimes it's very, a little more on the vanilla side, just me talking about them, how you, I want you to worship my feet or lick them and that sort of thing. Some guys get really dirty. They, like, 
stinky sweaty feet or like sweaty socks or like dirty shoes that sort of thing um anything you can imagine to do with feet really and number two what's the second most oh number common? two oh gosh um hmm so i don't think that's hmm. like a humiliation i think girls feet are beautiful I don't think it's yeah wrong. well like i said it could be very vanilla where i'm just like just talking about my feet and talking about wanting to be touched and that sort of thing but they, it can be like a lot of guys like i mean like i i just recently just posted a picture of myself like just a selfie on the mirror and i'm wearing like my Chuck Taylors, and I get comments from guys being like, oh, I want to lick the dirt off your shoes. <laughs> Stuff like that. What's wrong with us? We are such depraved animals, males, right? It really is a sick, it's right. It's beautiful and sick and good for you. Yeah, oh, it's wonderful for me. You want to lick the dirt off your Chuck Taylors, right? Yeah. Say good, you fucking lick, motherfucker. But first, pay if you want. You have to pay to lick, right? Exactly. You have to pay for the privilege. Is it's that a, the story? It's an honor, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the, so, so the most common, is there anything like ass and like that? Is it, do you ever get naked on camera for people? No, no. It's always, I've always been non-nude. I get pretty close. I wear skimpy clothing, certainly. But yeah, the idea is like I'm, I'm, like my clients aren't good enough to see me naked. So if I were to get completely naked, I would I would actually lose a lot of my audience. I'm sure I would gain another type of audience, but I, with my audience now, I would lose some of them because they feel like because they would feel like I'm kind of like betrayed, giving something up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you ever had a client that was dissatisfied and wanted the money back? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> totally. Really? Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, yeah, I've been doing this long enough. And do you seen. refund them? Um, it depends. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, it's like not easy to dispute. How do you tell your wife to dispute my credit card? I'm, 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 <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, yeah. So what, no, I mean, give me an example of like, you know. Mm, I'm trying to think. I had a guy, well, actually, I didn't refund this guy. I had a guy, this is very specific. He wanted me to wear, he really likes like heavy makeup and like specifically like really weird color lipstick, like blue and like gold and stuff like that. And one time he had this really specific video where he wanted me to dress as Cleopatra. And it was this kind of like Cleopatra-like female domination video. And, you know, he was like kind of weirdly specific. And then he sent me makeup for it. And by the time I did the video, I forgot that he wanted me to wear this like gold glittery lipstick. And instead I wore red lipstick. And he was just like so disappointed, like so upset by it. And... I think I just stopped talking to him after that because I was—he was such a whiner. Like, like most guys are actually quite respectful and like they're—they're they're cool. If I just like kind of, they'll give me a general idea of what they want, and then they—they're—they're they're totally happy if I just do my own spin off of it. But this guy was just like, oh, he just thought I totally ruined the video, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, yeah. So after that, I'm like, all right, I don't want to do business with you anymore. And he just got so upset, and he would just like email me every day and like beg me to like continue making videos for him so i don't know <laughs> but most guys like i said are really easy to work with so when it, anytime someone's annoying i'm right. usually just like fuck off it's not worth it yeah yeah so you don't get a lot of requests for refunds that's very not rare. a lot no i mean it has happened but no not a lot <laughs> how about for people at home they were in, were in relationships right do mm -hmm. you think that there's a way to like kind of insert what you do to spice you ever do couples like like mm -hmm. or do you think that wives should could learn from you to sort of make things more exciting in the bedroom 
You know, actually, I had, I had this something really cool happen. Um, I was in uh, Sydney, Australia uh, at a screening. I, I just came out with a, a movie and we screened it in Sydney. And there was this German guy who was a fan of mine who came to it. And after the screening, he came up to me and he was like, I have to tell you this. Um, he's like, I'm really into femdom and I really like all the verbal stuff you do. And my girlfriend got really curious about it, but she didn't really know how to do it. And she asked me if there were any videos she could watch. And so I showed him, your, I showed her your videos and I just got to say, you really improved my sex life. <laughs> so That's I was like, nice, oh, right? really nice. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't hear those sort of things too often, but it's always so flattering when I do. Maybe there's a market for you to be marketing to the wives of, you know, like, you know, you spice up your sex life. Yeah, you know, I don't know how many. Get your like, husband to give you the credit card, those strings <laughs> attached, right? Yeah, I don't know how many, like. Like the dirt off your Chuck Taylors, maybe. Yeah, and, there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many, like, open minded wives there are out there, but man, the ones that are, are pretty cool. So that happened in Australia. Is that the only thing that's ever happened to you? Um, well, that was the only time someone just kind of came up to me and told me a story like that. Um, I get a lot of women just um, like really admiring what I do, I think. Um, and that's pretty cool. But that's not really coming at it at like, you know, in a, like they're actually into it or trying to like um, satisfy their boyfriend or whatever. Um, what do you yeah. think about the whole um, Me Too movement? Mm. In relation to what you do, like, mm -hmm. do, you, do you think it's a good thing? You think it's over? It's it's gone too far, or um, think? I think it's mostly good. Um, it's definitely done a lot of good. It's it's exposed a lot of like legitimate creeps in the world. Um, right. But yeah, I think there's some overreaches here and there. Um, I think there's a question of like, you know, <laughs> how much do we, um, uh, how much importance do we put on due process? I think is kind of wavering a little bit um right. and well, i and i think guys are legitimately you know um scared to just be men and maybe like flirt and that sort of thing um because i think there's just this big gray area when the me too movement i think is trying to treat too much of it as black and white there's a lot of guys that are just like innocently like trying to make a move that might come across as clumsy or creepy right. but you know you got to Take it by a case by case basis and see where people's intentions are and that sort of thing. But, I, I, but it's I, mostly I, good. We're I on think. the same page. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was in my brokerage firm, which was, you didn't see you didn't see the movie, right? Mm -mm. So the bro we had a firm. It was a large brokerage firm, and it was known for its insanity and sexual depravity, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it was about probably seventy percent men, thirty percent women. Uh, the majority of women were assistants, and the mm -hmm. majority of the men were stockbrokers. Very, very young, very wealthy. Most people were pretty, relatively good looking or in shape, at least, right? You know, mm -hmm. in their early twenties. And there was massive sex and inter-office, you know, um, play, so mm -hmm. to speak, right? And we and and I would venture to say everyone loved it. There was, mm -hmm. it was a great, it was a culture that everyone loved. They used to call it broker Disneyland, right? Mm -hmm. Many years later, my assistant at the time, I, I was doing a speech in New York and she came mm -hmm. and she's like, you know, these fucking girls don't know what they're missing. We love, you know, we, it was, there was no harassment. And if a girl didn't want to want someone, if, if, if someone harassed her, the other guys would beat the guy up. Probably it wasn't like that, but right. just, everyone was game for it. And that's like, as many girls would get, get dressed up to go to work because they, Wanted to meet it. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? It's like it's been lost. That whole yeah. aspect of business is like, weird. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like where you used to go to work and you could meet someone at work. Now it's like, right, Brian? It's fucking crazy. Yeah. You know? 
What do you think, Rodney, about that? People are afraid to talk to other people. Right? It's like, the, it's, you know? Yeah, I don't think we've quite figured out what the the rules are, you know, because there. I mean, yes, harassment does happen in the workplace, and it should be addressed and that sort of thing. But yeah, it's not really clear, like, what well, what the rules are between men and women. You know, the the reason I I think that you have a good purview on this is that you know, like, are you going to let a guy harass you? <sighs> no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. My daughter is a psychologist. Mm-hmm. She's twenty six. No guy is harassing her. Mm-hmm. Like she's, I guess. I guess the point is, is that I think um, definitely things had to change. Mm-hmm. Like there are certain instances with, when there's power being used, threat of losing a job, right? right? That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and the whole casting couch mentality. Although I will tell you that my whole take on the casting couch is that the biggest victims are, are the girls that didn't get the parts. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of the girls that are crying. Oh, I did. I slept my way. Yeah, you, you slept. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, you're fucking proud of that. And there's the girl who wouldn't do it, they didn't get the part. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that was that's all bad. But I mean, I think that there's this sort of um, you know, I think I think women, like I my mother was a professional mm-hmm. in the in the fifties and sixties, very empowered. My daughter's empowered. I, I it's hard to imagine a woman can't handle herself. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm naive or something. I don't know. Maybe because I didn't grow up like that with you know, my family was my mother's very she's a powerful woman, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um so an absence of a like or a boss is directly forcing someone to do something. I don't know. I mean, do, do you think that like that like that it's good to have interplay between you know you know the opposite sex in the workplace? Or no, you think it's toxic? Well, oh, I don't know. That's hard to say. I've, you I've think worked- women can handle themselves? I think they can. I kind of miss 90s feminism where like girls kicked ass, you know, and now it's like, you know, women are, I don't know, it's just so much talk about victimhood and stuff like that. And there are legitimate victims and bad things that happen in the world, I, for sure. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm, I'm, but I'm, like, I'm, also, like, there's so many instances where, yeah, you can just speak up and say no and, and establish boundaries. And, and you know, 95% of the time, that's going to solve the problem. I agree. Yeah. So what's... What's your your future? You have like a a future plan here with your business. Like, where's it going? Um, mm. Do you want to like you know <laughs> no like for instance? Okay, so how old are you, by the way? I am thirty three. Thirty three years old. Mm. Okay. Um, do you want to get married one day? Mm, it's not a goal of mine. I'm not like opposed to it, but do you want to get back into a serious relationship? Or you like being single? Um, I like being single. Do yeah. you date? I do here and there. I I tend to um date. Uh, across oceans so I travel a lot and tend to have like flings in other countries so I don't know what that says about me I think I have commitment issues a little bit but and when you date do you date in the role of a dominant or just no oh, no I, I like to have an equal equal relationship yeah have you ever been the submissive mm, no no I, my my sex life is kind of boringly vanilla <laughs> to be honest so yeah Interesting. Yeah. So the whole, so I guess that's the difference between someone that's doing it online versus in a dungeon. I, I don't think you could be in a dungeon mm-hmm. and be vanilla. And, and not, not that you can be on your, your and those, you can uh, you can very clinically dissociate from what you sure. do because there's no physical contact, right? Interaction, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, so for you, it's just—is it just a job? Yeah, and I—and and that's not to say I don't enjoy it. Like I, I like my job. I think it's fun. I like being creative. I love just being my own boss and setting my own hours and all that sort of thing. But yeah, it's—it's it's definitely a job. And how much are you making each year doing this? What did you um, make last year? This last year, um, six figures. 
high six figures, low six figures, mid. mid mid six figures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Basically, no overhead. Pretty much, no. I mean, it's just I already bought the camera and high have the clothes and yeah, <laughs> internet. Hey, do you ever do stuff with like two girls, double sessions? Yeah, I've done. Um, it, not in a while. Um, because I found that my videos with like another girl in it really didn't sell any better than just me. And a lot of the women that I would film with in the industry are my friends. And so it kind of just eventually turned into like, you know, because I would hardly ever see these people because they live in various places. So when we do see each other, we're like, we don't want to work. We just want to hang out. So I don't do that as much anymore, but I have in the past. Is there some sort of like, um, is there um like a part of the, country or world where like there's a concentration of girls doing this stuff like i mean i mean you see it on tv it's like there's girls in chat rooms like where they have like some guy some evil guy always has like 20 <laughs> girls like locked up in a fucking chat right you know right or is that just fiction like you know oh or- uh, well with what i do it's like all the women are independent for sure i mean there are like i've met I, i'm not too familiar with this but i have heard of like women who did like get into phone sex where they actually went to an office where they had their own little like cubicle and did it like that. Um, I mean, I'm talking about like, yeah, right, and that I get, but there's like oh, this, okay. you, know, you know, like the scene where like there's the, ch- the, the, um, the video chat where like there's, it's like, you know, the, it's like the cliche scene in the movie where there's like, some evil sleazy guy and he's got like 20 girls like in the middle of like, uh, I don't want to pick, I don't want to pick a city, like some city in, in like, you know, the middle of California. <laughs> that city's going to hate me forever. Right? Like, uh, like in Stockton. I don't mean that Stockton, no. I'm just saying, well, like, there's a, you know, like, yeah. a, like a trailer community, and there's like, you walk in there, and there's like 30 girls, like all in front of cameras doing shows. Is that like. I mean, I'm sure it's probably a thing somewhere, but these days it's just so easy to do it yourself. Like, you can, there's so many cam sites and there's so many like phone platform sites that make it so easy for girls that as long as you have an internet connection and a laptop, you can do it yourself. So, I think it's pretty rare. So, how does a girl get into this? I think she just, do you need to like have, um, there's the basement, is there like, um, you just go on like what Pornhub or something. You just how do you advertise? You have to av- you advertise yourself. Yeah, I mean, there's not a big barrier to entry. There's certain sites like Clips for Sale where you can sell videos, and it's just a matter of like have a camera, make a video, upload it. Um, you know, it's always good to have social media presence, like with just about any business, and use that to promote yourself. And yeah, is there anything that you've ever done that you would like take back? You think that was like what crossed the line? Hmm. That was like destructive to someone, maybe, or right. I don't think so. Not that I can think of. Like I said, I don't know a lot of like what's going on in these guys' lives, so I possibly could have done something that like really fucked a guy up. But you know, it's like we talked about after they come, I don't hear from them. <laughs> so is there is it like a life cycle to a client? Like, is the average person like a three month client, a six month, or do you have um, long term clients? Gosh, it really depends. But I mean, I have a couple clients that I've been talking to for ten years. Um, I have some that are just one and done. I have guys that just kind of pop up here and there. Um, I think a lot of them like make the rounds, as they say. So there's lots of other girls in the industry. So they'll probably like be into me for a bit and then go to someone else and then someone else and then come back to me. But it, yeah, there's there's no real common pattern with everyone. What's the most, in your mind, depraved, like wild thing that you've ever played out, like uh, on the phone with someone, like mm. or you know, cam like that? The most we would like that would make us laugh, but you think we just show the depraved nature of the human male? So I had <laughs> this guy one time. I actually just thought of this recently. I kind of forgot about it for a while. He had this fantasy of being 
buried alive, but with a tube from his mouth all the way up to the surface of the ground so he could breathe. And then his fantasy was that me and my girlfriends would take a camping trip and use the tube as a toilet and then also like drop like spiders and scorpions down there to torture him. (laughs) I'm embarrassed for all of us right now. (laughs) John, what are your thoughts on that, John? Why? What's what's so bad about that, you know? Well, I told the spiders came up. I was like, all right, well. I thought you wanted to fart down the tube or something. (laughs) Did you ever ask someone why? Not usually. Like I said, you know, like, uh, really, why would you want me to, you know? No. That's just, I'll be judgmental. Well, I don't think it's judgmental. I just think that, like, I don't know. That is the common question that people ask. It's like, why? And I just, I kind of. It's not that I stopped caring. It's just like I don't. There's no real good answer for it usually, so I don't know. It's at some. I'm sure some, a lot of guys could probably pinpoint some point in their childhood that really seemed to kind of ignite it all. Um, but eh, I don't know. I'm I'm so like I'm so jaded. I'm so used to everything that so nothing really surprises me enough anymore that I'm like. Do you watch point yourself? Um, sometimes, not very often, but yeah, sometimes. Really? Yeah. And is it just like girl on girl, guy on guy? What's no, your... I like I like guy girl. I like my favorite website is uh, tushy.com. Tushy.com. Yeah. And what is that? It's on men's tushies or women's or both? Oh, it's women's. It's just like regular, like straight, lots of anal. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your thing. I like watching it. Right, give me, come on. Give me, so, okay. So what you have one example mm-hmm. was the whole, um, you know, spiders and piss and mm-hmm. give me an, an another, give me a different, give me something more. I, I'm interested in like in a real cerebral sort of, like you seem like you're a small, I think you're, mm. you're the secret to your success, I would seem. Obviously you're attractive, you're a pretty girl, right? Mm. But also there's some sort of ability you probably have to get into a, so, a guy's psyche mm-hmm. and to play, right? Is there some like kind of, like you, you kind of, get in there and what someone's, I wouldn't say weakness, but, you know, fetish is, right? right? And then really just, is there some system you have for that? Like, how do you, do you have a questionnaire? Like, how does it work? <laughs> like, no, I don't do questionnaires. I mean, guys are so, like, they love telling a woman of no consequence, like, what they're into. So you don't, you almost don't even need a questionnaire. They just, like, blah, like, tell you. Because it's behind a typewriter, right? And it's behind, like, a keyboard, They so then they can do it without... Them seen, so they're not going right. to show you their face, right? Yeah. Um, well, and, and then also it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it, exactly. Like it, there's no consequence to them. And so they feel just open to kind of use me as an outlet. Um, but gosh, I don't know. Uh, something more cerebral. Um, trying to think. I mean, like just like a real role play scenario yeah. where someone like, you know, it, it went on for like a time. We said, for example, people you said were in chastity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I get guys that, um, we can go back to that one client who's been spending a lot lately. Like he, um, you know, he, he's really into, his biggest thing is just like tease and denial. So he likes feeling like he is not worthy of looking at pussy or having sex or being a quote-unquote like normal man or alpha man so his fetish has a lot to do with like um uh um feminization so like it's not 
he's not transgendered. Um, it's it is more of a fetish than an actual like identity. But he likes the idea of like because he's not a man, he has to wear panties or he has to keep his like, you know, he has to stay locked up and that sort of thing. So. Um, a lot of my videos, which I've done a ton from this year, just play off of that and just really kind of get into um, that emasculation. And so I would often talk about like dates I've been on with like, you know, men that like better men, better men. Bigger men. Yeah, exactly. And like doing that comparison and that sort of thing. So it's a guy like that. Uh, is that so? Is that like he's not in a relationship that like that sort of guy, or is um, he just play? Is it like a, is it like a compartmentalized fantasy he's playing with you, or he's also just that and that's his life? <laughs> in that case, he he was he's been single, yeah, but he has been in relationships in the past. But he prefers the. I don't know. I, I think ideally he'd probably like a relationship that could like you know someone that would be open to what he's into, and um, because I, he does naturally like like to serve women and he likes to be very generous and that sort of thing. So I think for him, like his ideal relationship would be a woman who likes to be pampered and, and served and that sort of thing. What do you think um, that this is considered like, I mean, there's nothing really wrong with it, right? It's just, it is what it is. The fucking right. But why do you think it's taboo? I want, is it like, you think men that are just a, men in power? Cause it's, you know, it was a male dominated side for so many, you know, last few centuries, right. That, you know, um, that it's been like stigmatized, like in that, you know what I'm trying to say? Why, why is this considered like um, weird? Like, you know, should women, is there anything wrong with a man wanting to serve a woman? I don't think so. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all about like consent is the only taboo. You know, if you're, you're not hurting anyone, everyone's consenting. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But it's like you said before, like we kind of live in a weird culture where, you know, uh, on the one hand, we're like debating whether we should have sex ed in school and on the other hand like every billboard has is selling the, a product with boobs so when i was married mm-hmm. there's nothing i enjoyed more than putting my wife on a pedestal and mm-hmm. and, and pampering her you love someone as a man yeah. and you're a confident man why would you not want to pamper your wife and do you know yeah it's like but it's some for some reason there's like this um this really weird stigma out there mm-hmm. that and obviously, there's levels of that, right? You yeah. know, you can you can pamper someone and serve them and love to take care of them, mm-hmm. but they still empower you back. In other right. words, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a little different. I mean, in my case, like I'm literally humiliating men. So I mean, there's like, <laughs> Tell me what, there's what like an intrinsic. Pretend that Rodney's one of your clients. All right. <laughs> and actually, before we do that, wait. All right, we're gonna get to the we're gonna get a little, little, little into the nitty gritty here. But we're we're gonna go now, guys. We are about to start. As I said last time, we're doing our audio portion at the end we talk about certain things that probably won't be you know loved on youtube <laughs> by the community right so um anyway how do people get in touch with you it's uh, it's sierra lynch as in merrill lynch no <laughs> <laughs> yeah sierra lynch c-e-a-r-a-l-y-n-c-h.com all right so any of you want to be ignored Right? Yeah. If I'm paying you wanna, too much attention to you right now. Right. If you want <laughs> if you want if you like licking the dirt off of Chuck Taylor's, right? Do you still sell piss in a bottle and that was old? Um, I only did it a few times. I think my price point is too high now. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. And is it do you have like a sort of like asparagus based piss and like <laughs> is it like, is it like right, let's stop the guys. Listen, guys. Remember, share this with your friends, subscribe here, and we're going to go now, whether it's on iTunes or Spotify, right? So subscribe and follow us there right now. Will you take your clothes off? Me on, on that? Will I perform sex for like, you? Like, you do like a sex act on, like, on the camera if I pay you? 
I want you to do a little. How would you like role play with Rodney here? Imagine Rodney calls you up here, okay, and says, uh, like, what's the rap? Come on, give it like, hi, my name is Rodney. How would you humiliate him? What would you say to him? How would it start? Go ahead. Well, I would, I would ask, like, uh, what are you into? Rodney? What are you into? Not, uh, here, right. We're on, come here. We're on. We're on we're, no, we're on. No, listen. Come here. We're on. We're on audio. It's on the audio. Come on now. Come up here. We're on audio now. So let you, let's, no, so take a seat. Pull up your chair. Yeah. Let's, this will be really fun now. Okay? Would you, Rodney, would you consider yourself playing vanilla? Uh, and when it comes I mean, to... I would, but most people don't. <laughs> okay, okay. Come closer. All right. So let's do a little role playing here. Right? Pretend you, you are online, right? You're on Pornhub. You see Sierra, right? And you decide you want to be humiliated. So how does, this whole, how does the whole thing work now? So I would, well, I'd first try to... I'd ask you what you're into. So what are you into? Make something up. Like, yeah, make, pretend you're like... Oh, let's go. He's got, I have a small penis, right? <laughs> this, uh, you know, by, by the way... It should be something kind of real. Yeah. It should be something kind of real, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let's say it was uh, what? degrading something. Degrade, degrade yeah. you. God, that's so vague. All right. No, no, let's go uh, more, more. No. <laughs> I'm not used to All right, that. wait, no. Um, I can make fun of your small penis. That's make fun fine. of your small penis. It was Rodney's small, eight inch penis. Or make it small, right? Make it small. Yeah, he wants to vanish. He wants to vanish. I think you guys are doing well, just the two of you. He wants to vanish. The other one, this guy, by the way, you know what his biggest talent is? Mm. Can, we, can we get to a opening, right? Yeah, yeah. This guy comes. It's like buckets of cum. Mm. Right? It's true. It is like a magic trick. I don't know fuck it out. So you have too much fucking cum coming he has out of your too much tiny little dick? Is that, what is that what you're trying to tell me? Explain, <laughs> is I come a lot, yeah. Okay. So do girls like that? Do they like just yeah, being like drowned in your disgusting cum? Yeah, actually, they do. I don't think they do. I think they're just pretending. How does someone come out such a little There's a lot of actresses. How does cum, that much cum, have a little micro penis like yours? Explain to me, right? Is that the, the issue? Yeah. Yeah. Where does it come from? You know? Well, it's Wait. not micro, you know. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they're trying to solve We're role playing. <laughs> We're role playing. We're role playing. Oh, that's right. We're role playing. What what is it? What what the is answer would be why don't you why don't you find out? When I find out, well I I'm trying to by asking you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, see it's different. Get, don't do you have like a, a patter, like a rap you give you say like mm -hmm. you know, you're weak, you're worthless, you fucking whip yeah. me, beat me, make me write bad checks. Like what you know what, what, like, what are you like is there some like you know I don't like, think she takes checks. Is there like don't you must have some like listen, I I speak publicly all the time, right? So I have patterns. Mm -hmm. Like I go into right. I have something to say, I'm gonna talk about X, I'll go into a pattern. I you know they Yeah, yeah. So do you have your patterns? Oh well, yeah, that's exactly it. So Just give um, me a small penis pattern then. All right, small penis pattern. So you have this tiny little dick that no woman wants to look at. How do you how do you jerk off? Like with your tweezers. thumb and forefinger? Tweezers? Tweezers. He uses tweezers. That's, what those, that's what those tweezers were for. Fuck. <laughs> makes sense, right? It makes the next yeah. one's bad. I know what it was. How do you even find it? Do you have to like pull back your scan a little no, bit? I have them use the two hands. And, uh, right. <laughs> okay. Two hands at all right. times. Okay. <laughs> Brian, what were those tweezers for? I want... <laughs> that's for when you come over. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So the rap is you, you basically okay. He can't do it. He's he's too proud. Okay, I'm not too proud. Well, how about you, Travis? Are you too proud? Uh, can you can you can you riff? Oh, he's too proud too. Okay, so let's let's say okay. Um, so okay, I'm gonna pretend I'm Rodney now. Okay. <laughs> um, well, it's so small that it it, it, it humiliates me. 
Really? Yeah. Well, it should humiliate you. It's disgusting. Women don't want to fuck a small penis. They don't? No. I don't even think you can get a prostitute to fuck you. You'd probably have to pay her triple and she'd still just fucking laugh at you, you fucking loser. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I'm devastated. I think you need to just accept the fact that you're just going to be jerking with your thumb and forefinger for the rest of your sad little life. Oh, no. My thumb and forefinger. <laughs> it's not all bad, though. You can still pay to talk to me. Really? Yeah, but that's the only way I'm going to talk to you. If I pay you? If you pay me. That's right. Very good. Will you perform sex for me? Or can I do? You Fuck take, no. Will you take your clothes off me? On, on that? Will I perform sex for like, you? Like, no. you do like a sex act on like on the camera if I pay you? No. Gross. Really? Yeah. No. <laughs> you can perform one for me. You can hump your pillow for me if you want. Really? Yeah. If I could find my dick, that's first find my dick and then hump the pillow. Yeah. Well, you know that's how it's gross very small. It's a very so. small pillow. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a, it's a throw pillow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's how girls masturbate, so I figure that's good for you. I just hump ah, it ooh, yeah. ooh, deep wound, you little clitoris <laughs> boy. <laughs> I would be so good, by the way, because I'm really. I'm, if I I could fucking, I want John to come here. I want you. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, what do you think of this? What are your thoughts? What's your thought? <laughs> What's the average? Oh, you probably. What is the average penis size for a man? I think I read it some. I mean, if you do like worldwide, it's like five inches. Five. Yeah. The, okay. So um, <laughs> we had a guy here last week. I love this guy, Vitaly. Okay. Who was, he said he was nine and a half. He was with his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And um, and he's known to whip his dick out, right? Like at, like at any given time, any moment, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess he's not going to be on your, on your, he's not calling you, this guy, right? <laughs> do these people really do have small dicks? Some of them, yeah. For do you sure. see them? Um, like I said, it depends on if they want to turn How on the camera you see or not. Um, if I'm doing webcam, maybe like 40% of the time. And how big, like what's the average, when the guy, what, what's the average size? Oh. So the average is five, that seems small, I thought it was like six. So. I think in a, in the States it might be closer to six. I think Japan just makes it lower. Oh, it's less than no one's by me there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, certain parts of the world where it's smaller than others? Um, yeah, my understanding where I Japan? Mean, no, yeah. sorry, I'm just <laughs> well, you kidding, said guys. It. <laughs> you can't don't trans don't no subtitles. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I think the stereotypes are true. I think they're <laughs> larger in African countries and smaller in Asian countries. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the when when the guy comes to you to be humiliated? What's the tip when you get a look at it? You're like, are you like, are you get holy fuck? Do you ever be yeah. like, what the fuck is that thing? That little fucking mushroom <laughs> fucking cap? Do you ever get like that? Where you're like, do you ever like, yeah. did you ever like actually really were like appalled? Where you were like, you didn't even have to act. You're like, that's fucking appalling. I'm like, not who cut your dick off basically? Like, no. God, I've seen it all. No, not anymore. I have to like feign in the like, oh, I'm so shocked. <laughs> no, have you ever seen, no, have you ever seen one that really appalls you where you're like, what the fuck I mean, is that what happened to you? Is there I an mean, accident at birth or something? Micro dicks are a real thing where they, they're like small as nipples. I like, shouldn't really say this, but I, I shouldn't. <laughs> my 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 oh this guy's gonna hate me because he's really wealthy and successful but um just say i wrote about it in the book though it's in the book um maybe i'll edit it out and we'll see um my second wife mm -hmm. before she met me the guy she was dating had a micro penis mm. and it was known and what she used to do he used to put a dildo on the end of his dick yeah 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 it's uh, like it's an like extender no it's an extender or something okay. like that yeah uh-huh the dreaded micro penis. 
Yeah. I won't say his name. I'm dying to say his name. Okay. <laughs> myself. So, okay. So, five inches is the average. Six, I think in the United States, it's bigger than one, six, probably, right? Brian, what do you think? How big is yours? Seven. So, ooh, and, he, I, and I promise you, he's probably measured with a fucking laser beam. Oh, Brian. <laughs> I'm sure you, right? No, because he takes things very seriously, right? Volume measurements, right? He's quiet. Look how shy he is. <laughs> Isn't he? He's like the shy type, it seems like. You put him on the right, he doesn't want to speak. Mm. You know the podcast. camera's off here. There's no cameras right now. We're in the audio section. Ah, all right. X ray, right? Sierra, mm-hmm. what is next for you? Where are you going? What would you would you keep doing this when you after you had a kid? Like, is this going to be like something you would like? Do you feel any? And I don't mean this in a. I'm not trying to be derived. Do you? Do you? Are you proud of what you do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you do this if you had a child? Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I don't know. Uh, probably not. I feel like I'm not sure if I'm going to have kids, but I feel like. If I do, it'll probably be at a point in my life that I'm probably going to be done with this anyways. Um, so, I don't know. Hard to say. I don't have any, you know, strong, like, moral feelings on it one way or another. Would you be appalled if a guy, if you met a guy and you, mm-hmm. and you liked a guy mm-hmm. and he whipped it out uh-huh. and he had a tiny dick? What would you, would, would you say? <laughs> oh, not. No, my fucking, imagine you meet the man of your dreams. Imagine the scenario. You say, God, God's going to get you back for every time you humiliate me. You meet the perfect man. He loves you. He's handsome. And you're like, this is it. And he whips out. You're like, ah, it's like fucking your word. What would you do? Would God, you, that would be so ironic, wouldn't it? Right? What would you do then? <laughs> would you accept it? Or would you say, motherfucker, okay, time to get the fucking cage, the fucking cage out. What would you do? I don't see myself like falling in love with a guy before I've seen his penis. So, oh. you know. Really? Having sex, yeah. Well, no, I mean, let's say let's say you really like the guy. In other words, you like the guy Just enough. Good chemistry. Good chemistry, yeah. and then you pulled it out, and it was like you know, uh, <sighs> four inches. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could do it. How? What percentage of girls are like that? Like what? Small they would like the, they, no, they, that would not oh. like with a small penis would freak out, or just because because of what you do, you just be, you couldn't do it at this point. Yeah. I think most women are like that. Um, no, I think, I think guys are way more obsessed about their penis size than women are, for sure. Like, I mean, that's the irony. I'm not lucky, thank fucking God, brother, because I'm not tall, but thank God that I, because that would really bother me, I think, after this fucking podcast. <laughs> I, I, you know, we have to therapy fucking sessions with some of the guys here, right? They're like, what the fuck? I didn't know! So well, you're saying, okay, okay, so what you're saying is, the truth is, I think there is some truth here, I think uh-huh. you're about to say something very profound is that this whole small penis thing is probably a lot more in the guy's head than the women give a shit. For sure. And the <laughs> irony of it is like, oh, they think that like, it's, oh no, but you're telling me I'm worthless. But really the fetish is just all about his dick, which is like every man's fantasy, whether they're into small penis humiliation or like cock worship or whatever. It's like, it still comes down to pay attention to my dick. <laughs> there you go, right? Sierra, I, I, I honestly think you're an inspiration to everybody Why, here. Thank you. No, you're serving a need. You're serving a need of in, to, to, to prave men. <laughs> you I know? like to think so. And, and, you, and you're making them probably just a bit more depraved, which is, I think, is, you know, what they want, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? I think you should advice. Mm-hmm. Please. Tell me what you think about this, right? Here's my advice to Sierra to make money. I think you should put a instructional course together to sell mm-hmm. to other women who want to do what you do mm-hmm. and also to 
girls, women in relationships, either married or not, that want to have more add a little spice to their relationship, and you could show them how through playful mm-hmm. power exchange sort of stuff. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Because you're you you, I think you're very classy. You're like this the classiest thing. And this, I would never say that anyone else is not classy that mm-hmm. does it. I don't want to judge, but I'm right. saying I think you're obviously a very classy part in what you do. It's not you know you leave you leave you leave the clothes on. You don't take your clothes off, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of people would look at you as a, as a safe way to explore some stuff. You could probably make a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Think about that. I will. All right, guys. Listen. Thank you for tuning in. Sierra Lynch, you're awesome, and you. I wish you great luck. Thank you so much. All right, guys, share this with your horny friends. With, <laughs> but check if they have small penises first. We don't want to traumatize anybody. If you have a small penis, go to the doctor, get it enlarged, fixed, <laughs> and take by a- extra bit of Viagra every time you have sex. So it does add a half inch on because of the extra blood, right? So just there's always a solution out there, okay? And if not, if you just you, you can always call Sierra and just get humiliated, right? <laughs> all right, love you all, and we'll talk again with the next episode of The Wolf's Den. Share this with your friends. They need to hear this. Maybe. Take care. (laughs)